What I learned in boating school is... (laughs) Hi, I'm Milk. I'm Cake, and here with us today is a very special guest named... It's me, Lemon Font, the big boy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And today we're gonna explore some themes of changing and transformation and maybe a little bit of giant women. But at the end of the day, remember You did this to yourself. Ah, <gasps> good job. Awesome. Ooh, I didn't <laughs> miss it. Up. Star for you. <laughs> You're the first guest we've put on the spot to make do, make do the bit finalized. <laughs> Did excellent. That's when, when I've been doing it with Juno, like, say the line, Juno. Uh, <laughs> Get the cattle prod out. I, I can't do, like, acting on the spot. I feel like I can do decent impressions in the spur of the moment, but when I have to, like, say a line, I just, everything tenses up, you know? Oh, I feel it. <laughs> what kind of impressions can you do? Um... I think I've heard I do a pretty good Peter Griffin. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, freaking sweet low. Actually, the dog is dying. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Peter himself. He's here. Yeah, it's me, Peter, the family guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but if maybe Peter reads any lines from what we're about to review, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, freaking sweet. It's giant space woman. This reminds me of that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to edit in the the, the flashback sound effects. <laughs> um, so so, what do you have for us today, Lemon? Uh, I have a finely curated pick. Uh, one of uh, Blackshirt Boy's um, maybe earlier comics, well, m- or mid to early comics, Hijacked, which is um, a very interesting sort of sci-fi um, hentai. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, Black Shirt Boy's um, works, definitely give this one a check out. I think it does a great introduction to the sort of themes that uh, they produce. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's just uh, get into it, I guess, right? I do want to just quickly mention, um, we we covered Black Shirt Boy in last episode, oh, but, yeah, so. but just at the end, uh, Aurora had a, like a four-page comic mm-hmm. for Easter. But go, go check out his work. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to his website. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, great artist. Um, I'm sort of familiar with them through Twitter. I think we've ever like spoke um, together, but uh, we're, we're chums, you know. So I'm just uh, giving a shout out to my black shirt boy. So oh, oh, are you like the the silent cool friend mutuals? Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of see each other uh, on the dashboard, tip your hat, and walk away. Two ships in the night, kind of thing. Um, yeah. My black shirt. <laughs> my black shirt. <laughs> my font. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. You you've retweeted each other hundreds of times, but saying hello is uh, still the next step, right? <laughs> Just gotta take it slow with your I, mutuals. Exactly. I, I love how on Twitter you can like tell your your like IRL friends you're like, oh yeah, one of my best friends who I've never spoken to <laughs> does this great stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a great little comic, to be honest. Like, it's just got all these, like, themes I really like. The art really is on display. Like, um, Blackshirt Boy tends to deal with, like, a lot of, like, fantasy and science fiction work. And here, so, like, I definitely feel that they're in, like, um, 
their top form as they sort of explore uh, like a very intro. Well, they, I think this is like the first. Um, I mean, I could be out of my mind here, but I think it's like the first one where they wanted to do like a serialized um, version of their comics. You know, like sort of like uh, the hero will be like the different issue where they're in space or the beach, etc. So yeah, it's a uh, you know it's a good setup to like a nice little like um, lore and stuff. You know, did this end up getting serialized? Are there other issues? There are there other issues. Um, I was wondering if like oh should we cover all of them today? But uh, uh, no, if you go to their website, uh, blackshirtboy.com, um, or .itch.io, I think, for the um, the store page. Uh, I think they do have more um, issues of Hijacked. And, uh, yeah, they have two, three, four. I never read them all. They're all pretty good. Yeah, to definitely just go check them out. I have a feeling, though, this one issue will have plenty enough for, for the podcast today. Because I, <laughs> I, I did, like, some light skimming. I didn't want to spoil anything. but mm. um, Same. It looks looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, just good. <laughs> where, where do we start, then? Uh, yeah, do, do you want to describe our, our cover here? Because it's, it's pretty it's just really visually good. great yeah, already. Yeah. It reminds me of, like... Um, 50s sci-fi yes or like um twilight um zone-esque vibes you know mm-hmm. they've got that alien invasion with the sort of tractor beam coming out of her mouth you know just a nice little bit of subtlety in the cut in the cover you know and then the first page is uh well we just look at like a st- establishing shot we have our, our hero looking out and there's just like explosions I, I just just one thing to rewind on though that, that i just noticed um on the cover is that the the title font is in like this like light yellow lemony cream <laughs> color? I, I can't help but Ooh. think you subconsciously picked it, you know, just because of that. There's a there's a preference here, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this really speaks mm. to me, black shirt boy. <laughs> mm, <Yeah>. Lemon. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm-hmm. But uh, again, with this comic, it kind of delves into the very popular themes that. Um, Black Shirt Boy is kind of known for, where it's about uh, transgenderism, transhumanism, nothing too divergent from his tastes, and also kind of like a good introductory story to sort of establish what you would like to see from Black Shirt Boy. Art's fantastic. Um, I love the pacing of this first page. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's just him standing there with the, in the establishing shot and then an, just an explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just get right into it, you know? I do want to say that I'd love Blackshirt Boy's art style. When it comes to like other hentai artists, especially like, you know, Western, we tend to sort of um, try to mimic our predecessors of like more anime centric art styles. And uh, Blackshirt Boy tends to opt for a very clear cut inspired by Frank Mignola uh, Hellboy art aesthetic. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's just like, I think we need to encourage this more and definitely ask people to sort of experiment with art styles and to you know not be afraid of harsh shading and such you know just looking at the smoke it's like this is very much like hellboy smoke yeah it's wild but on that page you know we got like a nice color contrast with like the orange hues in the background and then the alien otherworldly green light just piercing through it's nice just bit of color theory as we've like you know you establish that we are transitioning from one world into the next. Excellent play with the color. Mm. And then as we go into the next page, like we see like the entire hue has been um, like monochromed to like uh, shades of um, teal. Get a nice full body um, shot here. Just nice composition as we see like 
shots of our protagonist, his eyes, and then where his eyes are looking, and then you know it scrolls up, and just, yeah, it's great. I mean, I had paid a lot of attention to paneling and framing when it comes to comic pages. I feel like that's the most important part, and Black Shirt Boy is certainly no slouch when it comes to this. Without any type of um, text indication or arrows, you know, just by the paneling that he's like just staring at her giant breasts <laughs> as this like alien yeah, lies yeah. on the ground. Yeah, it's so easy to follow the tracking of, you know, seeing her then focusing in on her boobs and then focusing <laughs> on the smoke coming out of her mouth and the smoke enveloping him like it tracks really easily. I know. Yeah, I love how she's just turning into like a skeleton as everything like whisks away from her. Oh, I, d- I didn't even notice that part, actually. I, yeah. I just think I was just too distracted. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much going on just with like, I, I feel like sometimes as an artist, you might get distracted from content because you're so busy appreciating the like art theory and craft and things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But um, this definitely helps on like, you know, I guess the re-reads where you're like, oh, yeah, she's a skeleton now. Cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, going on to the next page now. Just a nice technique I always love using when it comes to comic writing and drawing is you need to sort of color code your text boxes to sort of like differentiate characters from each other. It always helps that because I feel that, you know, you're going to get into a point where you do a lot of word bubbles and they might just all meld together. And even with like balloon tails to sort of indicate where it's coming from, you still might get like, oh, who said this was that said? That sounds like something that the other person said, you know, so this definitely like helps and i sort of implement it as much as i can when it comes to my comics for this comic it's so important since a little bit of a spoiler but there's possession involved Mm. so like how do you attach a word bubble if the possessing spirit's not even visual at times Mm -hmm. Mm. lemon you mentioned that this was based off a hentai of of, uh eastern uh, yeah trans venus (laughs) that's right yeah I, I was reading through that and there there was a moment where he, he had this like thought that wasn't his, just like our protagonist here. Mm. And then his own thought like in the same bubble. And it was really jarring at first. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't make sense until I understood the context later on, which I don't think that was the intent to be like a, oh, I get it now as you're reading. I think it was supposed to be more apparent from the start, but just... No, no design choices to make that a little bit easier to understand. Yeah, maybe not as well executed in terms yeah. of being able to distinguish from a black and white comic. At least this has the luxury of having color, so it's more distinctual. Yeah, and also another, I guess, uh, interesting point about that. Really, like, I guess in Japanese, you could like understand if someone's way of speaking, especially written, was like masculine or feminine. Oh, that's true. And I don't think that translates well when it's like translated English. You know, yeah. our language isn't exclusive to our gender sometimes, you know. I think sometimes the best you could do that as a localization would maybe be font work if you're mm-hmm. trying to show like a feminine versus masculine voice type. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think if, you know, you're already dealing with all the translation stuff might be hard to also throw on top of you. So mm. it, it makes sense that it might not have made it over. Yeah. Translating Japanese is hard. <laughs> that brings us on to page uh, six now. Yes. One thing I want to point about this page is I love uh, the technique used here where there is like solid block shading for our protagonist and, you know, maybe like some parts of uh, the main heroine. 
But when it comes to like more curvaceous features, we have like a sort of a softer gradient of shading, than, mm-hmm. you know, to really exemplify uh, form and um, 3D space. It's a technique I've used a, a fair bit as well, but like the best example of it is right on here. Yeah, we, we see our pro tag just itty bitty kind of like floating in the hands of this absolute giant alien giant woman <laughs> giant woman <laughs> she's got green skin a, a huge like heart on her forehead with half pink hair kind of elfish ears mm-hmm. she's got some cheekbones too that would make a drag queen cry <laughs> that contour i know right that's just like definition you can chisel diamond on you know mm-hmm. it's great and pencil line eyebrows <laughs> Just, just again, uh, you know, I, I read the the inspiration for this wondering like, OK, I wonder what things I'll pick up on. And there's already been quite a lot of like little nods to that, mm-hmm. like the fact that he was standing on a hill. Mm-hmm. But then also here, like the, this alien woman having the heart on her forehead, because uh, in the, the other one, there was like some hearts on the cheeks. Yeah. yeah. Love goddess. Yeah. <laughs> And then in the um, original inspiration, there's a um, you know directless scene of like um, her eating the guy to symbolize a possession has taken place. Some vor uh, as a treat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? I, I feel like this comic already is taking j- just from when I skimmed and seen this. A- anything that was um, like a process is being dragged out a little bit more in this and and Mm -hmm. in a good way maybe that wasn't the best wording dragged out more more flavorful like (laughs) extrapolated on yeah Yeah, we see him sweating and then she's like saying um how this body's dying would you save it and he's like oh sure and then she like is dragging him up to her mouth and like dropping on the tongue I just like her remark of like, thanks, babe. Very <laughs> Beetlejuice-ish. That's a big Beetlejuice energy. <laughs> I could definitely see that, yeah. And then we get to the next page where, you know, nice big gulp sound and then oof, jump cut right into like, it was maybe a dream, you know? But then uh, it's revealed that he's just inside the spaceship now. So everything's a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, I love He doesn't even get to finish that sentence of like, <laughs> like he's just like, oh, shit, like... <laughs> Where am I now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then we get like an interesting shot of the outside of the spaceship, which looks a bit like the Futurama um, spaceship slash whale. You know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I th- which like space whales is the coolest trope. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually a metaphor for Monstro from Pinocchio with the whole eating the protagonist. <laughs> oh, I didn't wow. even catch that. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. <laughs> I mean, you said it with enough confidence that I'm yeah. a believer now. I'm pretty sure like... Put that on the wiki. I'm pretty sure Blackshirt Boy is like, what, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do love that we get to see the interior like architecture and it's very, um, very well designed. Oh, like like yeah. it wasn't just lazily like, oh, spaceship silver paneling. It's um, kind of got this like bachelorette shag kind of <laughs> 80s vibe mall vibe yeah there's also a giant painting on the wall which i don't think is her but like just the idea of a spaceship having hung art is something i've never seen now that i think about it i i think is this supposed to be a pool um underneath the bed it looks like it yeah like a perfectly still pool you know very fancy it could be i wouldn't i wouldn't put that out of the realm possibilities i feel like Zap Brannigan would hang art in his spaceship. 
Yeah. I think Vader would have a pool in his ship just for some <laughs> alone time. He probably did, you know. <laughs> Gotta swim laps. <laughs> swim laps. <laughs> doesn't like sand but water's fine imagine hearing that like swim breathing through that mask (laughs) a true nightmare does it like um, i guess it doesn't use like his own like oxygen tank right that means like he would if he gets water in it that he's gonna drown right yeah (laughs) he has to be he uses the force to make sure that doesn't happen yeah thanks george lucas you know (laughs) the metachlorians yeah it's fine I do want to just all right. Cut. I do want to point out how um, the structure of the ship is made more believable when you see like the pa- the windows on the top uh, panel match the outside of the ship, so you can get like an idea of where our protagonist is right now mm-hmm. in in the ship. So I just I don't like that detail, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they went with like a reverse establishing shot. Usually you go from like zoomed out to zoomed in. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. the context fits here, Barry, because you see him in this room. He says, what the hell? And then it zooms out to the ship and says, what the hell? Like seeing it in space. <laughs> and of course, the bigger panel is inside the ship. So like it, it makes sense. But usually breaking that rule is kind of like an odd one to break. But yeah. it it's really pulled off for the the benefit of this scene here. Yeah, I think it's like um, that kind of comical trope when like a character has like a big reaction and it zooms out and it shows that their reaction is echoing further than the sound is reaching. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. It's chef kiss. <laughs> um, yeah. So onto the next page, page nine, uh, demonstrating our protagonist just gets out of bed. He's a bit like dazed and confused thinking they're going bonkers uh, and then we see like the transformation immediately take place and it's just great his, his butt just gets bigger all of a sudden yeah nice just this pert little butt hair too <laughs> warm f- sound effect is great his his ass does get huge <laughs> um i like the choreography here of like you know the ass getting bigger but like it's gotten so big that it just suddenly weighed him down you know mm-hmm. you know it's this nice little um action there you know yeah, it's not full of air. It's It's got some meat to it. Yeah, yeah. Onto the next page, you know, we see, like, more transformation happened with, like, the fingernails getting more slender and feminine. And then growing fingernails and then get a nice shot of the hands. He looks quite surprised. It, it, what's funny is he looks, like, way more bothered about the hands than the <laughs> ass. Like, I think he... I think he's kind of glad. He's like, oh, I've always wanted, like, a, a juicy peach. <laughs> more comfortable for sitting i i don't know man I, sometimes i wake up after eating mcflurry and I, my ass is huge all of a sudden so you know i believe that part yeah who, who doesn't want like just a little bit more meat down there but the, the hands you know uh, no, that, that too impacts your daily life like he, he won't be able to type as well now with these long nails yeah has to learn to manicure you know although free nail polish it looks like so that's that's a plus there mm-hmm. you go and then we go into the, the next page now page 11 and we got the introduction to our character where she's like, you know, just make myself more comfortable, babe. Uh, but then he's surprised that he can still see her despite seeing the skeleton, you know, nice establishing there. And this sort of like she introduces to what her character is all about. But, you know, she's obviously displaying like confidence and sexuality and, you know, just um, I like the play of like her characters um, in two colors. You know, that's just uh, great there. Yeah. I love this little like maid out uh, apron outfit. I guess it it doesn't even have like the skirt of a maid outfit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like um, like nightwear, but also heels. 
Yeah, and very frilly. It's it's quite cute. Bedroom heels. My sleeping um, heels. <laughs> yeah, that, that confidence of just like, oh, you're my new roommate. No no questions asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And then we see like the there's more subtler changes happening now. They're like less focused on like the form is getting more and more feminine, it's growing breasts. Um, but then also the hair is getting longer. Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah. Eyelashes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every every panel has just something a little bit more different. Yeah, yeah. And as she just says, like, oh, I'm just in your head as a spirit and casual dick touching. <laughs> yeah. When she's like, I, I suffer from some hallucinations. So if I ever get audible hallucinations, hopefully I get like an extra treat. Like, like he's getting, you know, <laughs> it's like what can I get the fun ones? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you know, I, I don't want to be jerked off, but maybe something like if my illusions are making me like a, a spiritual sandwich or something, that would be great. <laughs> mm, but yeah, it's, um, keeps going on. Like we're getting like um, exposition and also like a sex scene at the um, in tandem you know it's sort of like to make sure the pacing is never like hampered by what's going on right now you know it's really good just uh more of that dominance she's saying uh we share a brain now phil you you can't lie you can't tell me that my hand stroking your cock doesn't get your rocks off like <laughs> she she's just powering everything as more transformation happens and yeah the exp- exposition it's it, it's great how it's all paneled together mm-hmm and even just the exposition of her, you know, a little bit of explanation about the transformation happening because she wants to be more comfortable. <laughs> so she's changing him. Yeah, like sort of like sculpting her, you know? Yeah. I feel like the situation is much more like sexually designed than the uh, original work that this draws inspiration from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Reading that, it wasn't quite like a, a hentai. It, it was more etchy in some sp- a little bit more. I guess it showed like sex or, or had it implied at times, but it kind of felt like it was bordering back and forth between like horny and his typical like um, sci-fi story to whereas this like the, the changes are, are very sexual in nature and it's just like focusing more on that, which like for a hentai based podcast, that's great. <laughs> there we go. I picked this one. This is the right pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we get on to... Um page 13 now and then we see like her hair has gone like to a darker shade of black as like you know the full features are coming through now very prominent lips and then prominent bust almost um reminiscent of the um alien heroine here and then Mm -hmm. she's like panting and then final shot is where was she you know she was disappeared was she even real (laughs) (laughs) I love these orgasm faces we're getting to just at the end of the transformation. Blackshirt Boy does really good lip designs, in my opinion. I think that's my favorite aspect about it. Like they're very three dimensional in shape for me. Yeah. Which I think is just that much more impressive because of the style. I feel like doing good three dimensional lips is harder in a more like Western cartoonish style than anything else because there's such a border between goofy like from cartoons that we've grown up conditioned to see because anytime you see like big red lips and cartoons it's always just this like big gag mm. and we, we kind of get conditioned that way so to be able to draw away from that and like still make it you know m- more realistic and, and sexual and very hot like in this context is 
I don't know. I think it just is a hard line to to dive over, and he did it perfectly in this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's um, when you have to have like you know lips this pronounced. I think the entire art style has to fall along with it. You know, to sort of like allow it to be like an uh, an accepted uh, thing you'd find attractive. I guess you know. Yeah. But yeah. So next page, page fourteen, looks into the mirror sees that uh, he's changed but then also gets like a sort of a inner monologue to show that the hallucination is just like a sort of a, a metaphor of um her possessing him now oh gosh i i can't like stop getting over some of the just subtle little art details here like the the mirror is like beveling on these panels of mirrors as she's looking at herself and just like oh wow oh geez just the uh like you can tell he's kind of into the change i think mm-hmm. or, or at least at able to admire it not so freaked out yeah, yeah. i love how soft the curves are drawn to like they're believably soft yeah yeah definitely like it's uh, you know there's a, there's a bit of pudge there and it's uh it's great you know <laughs> oh these lines though um <laughs> right listen could you like change me back just uh choose someone else to have ghost sex with <laughs> Like, that was great, but I, I think one one ghost sex was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Find someone else to do Patrick Swayze stuff with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you only need to watch Ghost once. You, you know, there's some people out there who have it on rerun every day. Find them. They're they're more into this stuff. <laughs> yeah, why me? You know, uh, it's great. Um, then it's revealed that also like a part of the aliens' power do like a sort of physical possession of someone where like they would transform back into their like regular body for that which i don't know what that um a good example that's from i don't know if there's like any ghost stories where like you know they turn into their old appearance through possession yeah that that's not a, a common trope i think um voldemort did it right yeah yeah I, I, when it comes to Harry Potter stuff, I don't really know much. But I, and I've watched oh, all I've watched all the movies in one week, <laughs> and it, yeah, I, I tried think, I tried binging course. them. <laughs> uh, I've never read the books. I tried binging them in, in yeah, like a, a span of three days, and I I couldn't. I was like, why Why do people love this so much? <laughs> I honestly think it probably has to do with like reading it at a particular time or. Like the nostalgia aspect of it, I think, is what does it for most people. Yeah. Mm. It is a pretty old series now. <laughs> yeah. We won't have any Potter weebs anymore. <laughs> Potter weebs. <laughs> Although the newest gen- generation is like, no, that's all canceled. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. But yeah, the, this transformation into the original body is pretty great. I, I love how, like, they, they went with, um, you know phil turning feminine like growing large breasts but then for the sake of like becoming the alien body they have to become bigger like just to show the like presence this alien form has you know is like even greater like femininity like icon goddess status Mm, definitely she's definitely got like a, a look going on at the moment you know um and then we go into the next panel and just shows this really cool like uh auto closet scene where she like um, has a computer like dresser and like has different outfits on her. You can see the sort of like different swatches there. And then also like a, interestingly a color swatch, which I swear is from <laughs> Paint Tool Sai. 
Yeah, yeah, just the exact one, like, copied <laughs> out, I'm sure. And uh, it's not too hard to do, so that's kind of cool. But I do like the um, electrical effect here as well, with, like, they show, like, the blue outline with a white filled in. It's really great there. Yeah, it definitely puts more, um, like, feel to the... Um, like, because uh, it's a different type of change. It's not, like, her metamorphosing her body, so it adds that, like, third-party kind of, like transformation to just add clothes like sign magically tific onto her mm, mm, it's really great i think um, when it comes to like particle effects in comics i think i tend to go like overboard with it like i'll just spend like 15 hours just adding dots here and there just to sort of like go overboard but um there's a nice bit of restraint and subtlety here that i really like I mean, I love both. Like this subtlety <laughs> is nice to convey what's going on with the the point, but your stuff definitely has like a, a big splash when things happen. Like yeah. the the this the presence of particle effects of what is happening as a reaction definitely like hits in its own panel. To whereas I feel like in this, it's not necessarily about the the fact that she's like getting clothes like zapped onto her because it's more. Um, just something to look at and move um, the the pacing of the scene along while exponition is being put out there of like, this is not your body anymore. It, it's mine. So instead of just nothing happening, it's it's subtle things going on that are new to kind of keep your your interest in seeing the, the pages unfold. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just all great. Um, but going on to the next page, page 17 now. We see that uh, Phil is now represented by like a sort of floating head <laughs> to sort of like yeah. <laughs> to voice his monologue. I always love that trope, you know, like the Lisa Nice braces kind of effect. Um, and it's, uh, you know, she's saying, you well, won't get away with this. I won't let you. But then she's just like retorts like, hey, I just came back to life uh, and now I'm just going to party. You know, it's uh, it's just great. You know, she just like gets space <laughs> alcohol and just uh, gulps it. It's great. I, I always want space alcohol. It's like space so alcohol blue. looks so good. It's so glowy, you know. The bottle is actually called space booze. I I didn't I <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> I didn't realize until I was like joking about it. <laughs> That's so great. Like it's alcoholic blue milk <laughs> <laughs> from the teats of that farm. You know, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just nice reference there. Um, and then we go to the next page, you know, she's just like out just drinking out, having a good time. Um, I don't know if the implication is that like her conscious is sort of uh, overpowering him or maybe she's just like drinking him away. <laughs> I like this effect. Where, like, the way the voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she's drinking him away. <laughs> yeah, you know. But she even seems uns- unsure of it because she's like, Phil, babe, like questioning and his, he's just becoming a, a scratch mm. of text. Yeah, yeah, and then the line, poor thing, humans are such lightweights. So it's kind of ambiguous, but like it's just still great um, storytelling there, you know, like it. Uh, and then we move straight into just, you know, in case you were bored, straight into another masturbation scene. <laughs> you know, we got, there's no uh, breaks on this train. I love this like top down view of like her ass and just like the curve of her like legs, but then just yeah, right in the middle, and you gotta see a little bit of DJing happening. Just exactly <laughs> <laughs> DJing. I've never heard that term. Oh my oh, god! Oh, you never <laughs> just play a little DJ? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! 
Let yeah. the beat rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you never seen seen like a, a person with a vagina just go all Daft Punk on themselves. <laughs> oh, pour it out for Daft Punk! Oh my God, pour out this the space boots. <laughs> <laughs> May their LEDs grow bright in our uh, memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so, and then we go into the like the next page, which is like a nice like spread shot of. Um, the alien girl just getting off and i'm always a sucker for this trope in science fiction whenever like the aliens have their own like swear word or profanity and it's just like it sounds like gibberish to us you know so she's like oh fuck oh glorp yes i feel so <laughs> glorping electric and i'm just like that's so goofy but i love it <laughs> you know? yeah but there's always like a, a usually a G letter too to start these. <laughs> I know, you know, like a gleep glop, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> Gazorp bazork. Gazorp bazork. Yeah. yeah. I love all the the various toys we're seeing too, just mm-hmm. like covered in her own space juices. Yeah, you go space vibrators, you know. <laughs> yeah. Still vaguely human shaped, but you know, we we can't go too wild here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Although this one in the back kind of reminds me of like that one alien from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> like I'm just ready for him to give some like hot takes or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then a uh, nice bottom panel where it's just like a nice big foosh noise. Um, yeah, is she having like a glowing orgasm? Maybe. She just glorped really hard. Uh, <laughs> yes. Gosh, I've never glowed from a glorping. <laughs> yeah, man. You never really glorped until you tried. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so next shot. Another like, you know, ooh, it's a dream, you know. Thank God it was just a... And then it's a exact replica of the panel from earlier where it's like, oh, I'm still in the, the spaceship. I think... That this might just be, yeah, the exact panel copied and pasted. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which is perfect. Valid. <laughs> Valid. Art is hard and it takes time. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, there's, there's a slight difference. His head is tilted because of disappointment. So, you know, I, I recognize this stuff. Because oh, I mean, just the, the top one where he, like, is, like, sitting up. I think that one. Oh, right, right, right. Is copied. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the next one, the disappointment is definitely much more real than it was uh, shock in the first time. Mm. And, you know, and then he's like saying, oh, well, at least it's I'm me again. And whatever that crazy alien did must not work right. Sure. I also like that um, she's imprinted like a choker onto him as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's got this little like gem at the bottom. Yeah, it's like brand- a little bit of BDSM flavor. Yeah, she's, he's branded now, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, it's like like BDSM that the collar to like show like oh I'm your your dom. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't think about that. There you go layers. Um, <laughs> and then so like he's a bit confused as well. But then you know we get this like nice big shout of her name, Atria Vix, I believe is how it's pronounced. But you know, yeah, just after he's reminiscing like oh I never even got her name. <laughs> Here it is. Well, now you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just that's proper writing for you, you know. And then uh, it turns out she's like, you know, I guess like on the run from space authorities, you know, <laughs> maybe illegal glorping practices. We don't know. Um, it's a very tenchy situation. Yeah. Oh, space man. pirates. Hell, hell yeah. For the tenchy Moyo shout out. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Atria comes back to sort of form to be like, oh, hey, Phil, okay, so I may have to explain a few things, you know, it's great. <laughs> and then to be continued. Oh, I want to read more. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, the whole series just goes like to interesting places and it's just like a nice fun sci-fi romp. Uh, definitely check it out. For sure. I feel like this very end page was foreshadowed because when you, we see the ship, there are like some dents and stuff on the side. Oh, like it, yeah. it shows that it's been through some rough times. Ah, it got like uh, fender bendered on the intergalactic mm-hmm. highway, you know? <laughs> At the start of this, I was mentioning a lot of like nods and things to the, the other work. Although by the, the time this ends, it's completely its own thing. Like the, the story is different. Um, some of the direction of like relationship of the characters is very different. They're not data synthesized beings as i was reading that original work i was like these are just horny digimon um well and there's some overlap in that she the main character of um trans venus is a space fugitive too oh i see i I only got through the first 80 pages yeah she's a space fugitive okay so so some relation there but yeah this is is pretty great and definitely um stands true on its very own it's just interesting to see that that predecessor and like how some things like bled over as nods Mm -hmm. oh yeah totally i I love the design of these like cop ships uh it's it's hard to design spaceships yeah um black ship boy just demonstrates a real like skill in like you know um art for like other assets as well you know like i've seen some sketches they do and they do like a lot of like um town sketches and just mechanical Mm -hmm. sketches just to like you know what most artists should be doing to sort of like help them be aware of what like other things and you know besides titties (laughs) yeah how to draw those you know (laughs) yeah some artists definitely are like i just gotta learn to draw good booble and i'll be set and it's like no you gotta you gotta learn to do like some cool tables maybe a lamp Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah oh that's like when you see artists commission sheets that are just like i will not draw cars and robots and it's like that's that's valid (laughs) it is hard but you you should learn you should learn you should try (laughs) yeah i mean don't maybe don't commission them because like fuck everyone else when you have to draw a robot but you gotta get a robot in there every once in a while you know what sometimes you just want to commission transformers porn and it's really hard to find someone who's down with that i was about to say who's out there commissioning cars <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh. pixar's cars oh, porn yeah, yeah. <laughs> no don't, don't 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 educate me i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, let, let me go to Lemon Font. Let me go to your page and see your commission rules. Is there no cars armor? No, no. Okay, sudden amendment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Live amendment on the Nymphomaniacs podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, it's yeah, always time well. for Nymphomaniacs. <laughs> Thanks uh, so much for for being on the show, Lemon. Where where can people find your stuff? Uh, You can find my stuff. Everything pertinent to me is from my website, lemonfontcomics.com. Here you can find most of my comics that I keep updating, my socials, my commissions, all that sort of good stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you can't commission cars porn anymore, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, let me draw some first, and then we'll see. <laughs> yeah, get some, some practice cars. I I mean, who's to say you couldn't do, like, a little clown car getting railed or something? Uh, yeah. 
Yes, oh Nichols Carsona. Carsona. <laughs> Please. I imagine her car would like, you know, have the little Ahego face at all. Mm-hmm. Big airbags too. Oh my God, I'm never coming on this podcast again. <laughs> no. um, you know, well, remember you did it to yourself. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, um, you know, regardless if you're going to, to draw car porn or, or not, uh, good luck in your erotic endeavors. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Frickin' sweet as giant space woman. <laughs>